Now on the tee, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. Your weekly tee box dysfunction and golf is back <laughs> for the first time in 13 weeks alongside the Caddy. Michael Collins. I am the Maddie. This is Maddie and the Caddy, the podcast. Visit up social media at Maddie and Caddy, M-A-T-T-Y, the word and, C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both the Instagram and the Twitter. I have never been more excited to hear, hello, friends, than I am <laughs> this week. Caddy, T-Box is yours. Get us started. What do you hey, got? man, this would be the one week where, even though it's not the Masters, you start that way. <laughs> Go ahead and start with. Hello, friends. Well, or just play the Welcome Back Carter theme song. Welcome back. You know, it's it is it feels good, but and at the same time, I think part of the reason it feels so good is because there's that there is an element of danger as well. So already in talking to one of my caddy We'll call him an informant. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> one of my one of my sources. That's how that's the media says it as sources. Unless it's evil, then it's an informant. Um, one of my sources told me um, that on Tuesday, they there was one person that they saw wearing a mask, and that the whole social distancing thing has kind of been thrown out the window as absolutely predicted by Pat Perez that if if one if you if caddy player if you test negative and I test negative why in the world am I going to stand 6 feet away from you if we're supposed to be getting work done or the flip side of that is from another caddy who said all that social distancing and like being real careful. Yep. That's going to be great until a guy goes bogey bogey and then has to punch out of the trees. And then do you really believe a player is going to, after punching out and having a big chunk of mud stuck on the front of their club face, be like, all right, hold on. Let me clean this club off and disinfect it before I give it back to the caddy. And we social it. Nah, that dude is going to drop a F bomb, throw a club. And then the caddy's got to, Go. He ain't gonna leave it there. Like, hey, man, we need a six iron. Well, you better go two holes back and get it, cause <laughs> I remember I'm not allowed to touch it until you disinfect it. So it's still back there on number six. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? Like, he, here's you know we I've said this I've been I'm championing this the whole time that um, if you know player and caddy are, are are both negative and they don't have the coronavirus then. Fire away, let's go. And honestly, well, let's 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 break this down to its simplest form. If said caddy or player were positive, they wouldn't be there anyway. So, well, not what's, necessarily. What's not the, like? Well, not necessarily I, because the initial test that they took, the saliva test, yeah, um, is eighty percent accurate. So that means twenty percent of the time, you get a you can get a false negative. If even if you do now, what this what what both of the people that I've spoken to that are are now on site have said is the nasal swab test that they get when they arrive. Um, that test 
is administered and the results are given anywhere between four to 24 hours. Right. But the caveat is what, as soon as you get that test done at, it's a site that is not at the golf course. But when you get that test done, you're given a pink slip, meaning that you have taken the test and that gives you access to everything at the golf course except any activities indoors. So you literally, in theory, in, and like, I'm, I'm trying to be sunshine and rainbows, but I also, it's my duty to give everyone the truth. In theory. Yeah, you're just ticking people off, by the way. I, I right. know, but you gotta have, at least you gotta know what the truth is. And the All truth right, so let's is, hear. The truth is, you could get that swab test done of your nasal cavity, or as they like to say, get your brain touched. You could go to the course, practice, be around other people. You're not going inside, but then you could potentially have a positive test, and then you have to leave, but you've already exposed other people to it. See, I disagree. Uh, slightly. Okay. I, I The premise I agree with, yes, but I think that there's going to be so many social distancing measures put in place that let's just say on the off chance someone got the test and they don't know that they're positive yet and they are around other people. I think the social distancing measures will be that to avoid a potential pitfall like that. In theory, you are absolutely correct. But as I said, my sources and informant have, have informants have already. Oh, told me. you're saying that that's already been. It's thrown out the window. Like that you. whole thing went out the window. Nobody down there is wearing masks. Social distancing is not happening. Is do you, do you not find it odd that we, as we record this on Tuesday, have you seen any social media posts? I've seen one from Damon Green, caddy for, uh, used to caddy for Zach Johnson. I, I forget off the top of my head who he's caddying for at the moment. I'm sorry I forget it, Damon. My bad. Um, but the only social post that I've seen so far is Damon Green took a picture of the testing area, not yeah. the golf course. So I have not seen any pictures or any video, like I'm watching the Golf Channel right now. There's no, they're doing morning drive, and it's four people in four boxes at their houses. You would think the tournament starts this week. There would be, if a normal tournament, after 91 days of no golf, there would be cameras everywhere. Like, we need to show, let's show people what is going on. Yeah, Unless, but not allowed. What, who's not allowed? That's Golf Channel, like, NBC got the right. No, man. When they well, do NBC on, does not have the rights. CBS has the rights. Yes, but Golf Channel, Golf Channel is also a rights holder, and they have pre-tournament coverage, so they do live at all the time. No, so, yeah, all the time in a normal world. There are so many different areas of how media is covering this thing, which is segue to this when CBS announced yesterday that Jim Nance will be by himself in his yep. own tower. Um, the, the production truck, from what I read, is going to be cut down. Forgive me if I'm wrong on this number, but I think it's eight people in a production truck. Yep. There's typically 22. That I know. So I, my point being is that, yes, on a normal tournament week, there'd be cameras and 
And Gary Williams would be, would be out there in one of those little fabric director folding chairs on a driving range, and they'd be all doing all of this coverage, but not here, not now. So every bit of how this tournament's covered from Monday until Sunday is different. Prime example here at ESPN, we're sending Todd Archer to do coverage of Colonial because, because Todd Archer lives now, there, can now stay at home. Yes, yes. So writer. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy for a second uh, the notion that there's not. I don't. I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but not a cover up. But there's just no. There's, I don't. I don't. I don't want to be Johnny Conspiracy Theory. I don't want to. I don't want to come across as that way. But I also, as a member of the media, understand how easy it is to be in a situation like this and and say sunshine and rainbows. Like that's. We are now also in a time where trans transparency mm-hmm. is much better than non-transparency. So having people be able to look at what's going on, and even if it raises red flags, yeah, isn't that for the better? I yes, I mean it's a it's a pretty yeah, yeah that's but. so. Let me give you a yeah, but. Okay. I just don't okay, so here here's where we are right now in the in the world of sports, and I know because I've been hosting sports centers where nothing's been going on for fifteen yeah. weeks. Right. And we've had we've had little uh returns of sports. So IndyCar came back this time for the first time. Uh NASCAR's been back, uh UFC's been back for a while. Yep. There there are so many different a uh, Bundesliga, some of the international soccer leagues. There are so many different uh, leagues that are out there that have done the protocol with it. I just don't believe with the sensitivity surrounding this issue that anybody, including the PGA, would open themselves up to get it wrong because there's so much emphasis right now on getting it right. Yes, I I totally agree. I completely agree. But we saw like with the UFC – uh, one of our former colleagues, Arash Markazi, was in Las Vegas for that UFC fight and was at the fight and covered the fight. Yeah. So it it was, again, it is slowly but surely starting to open to the media. So I guess I, what I'm pushing for is, and this is this goes kind of mirroring what Pat Perez was saying. Mm-hmm. If if we're gonna do it, let's do it. If, if we're, you if know we're gonna, if we're gonna, I know, and this is where it's that's even hard for me because I know, you know, this is where I gotta go. I'm I'm with you when it comes to this, even though I hate having to say that I'm with you when it comes to this. Is look, if we're gonna do it, let's do it. The fact that the memorial, I think it's it's wild fans, right? For memorial, I love yeah, it. Yeah, but doing what's, that. Well, what's weird though is well now, uh. Mm, so we're going to be at Memorial for two weeks in a row, and the first week is going to be no fans because that's going to be sponsored by um, uh, Workday, right? But it does, the tournament doesn't have an official name. But because John Deere got canceled, Workday now is, is coming in as the big sponsor of a tournament that's going to play at Memorial the week before the Memorial with no fans. So it's it's actually going to be kind of wild to see what does the tournament look like now at the same exact spot? Here's what it looks like without people. And then the next week, all right, 8,000 people are in. I'm not 100% sure on how they're doing now the lottery system 
right. for you know the eight thousand people that are in. Um, again, I hate being Johnny conspiracy guy. But you are. You've got a survival kit for when it all goes down at your house. But go ahead. Yeah, I do. Whatever. So what? I learned. Hey, I ain't got no squirrels anymore. So that part worked. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, Black. but here's the thing. Let's let's be honest. Like, how many people for how long? bought the notion when the PGA tour said, no, no, the, the pairings are, it's a computer. It's random, a random computer process that we don't have anything to do with. And you'd be like, okay, so for 10 years, randomly tiger and Phil never got paired together. Like, and everyone was like, well, yeah, uh, yeah. like, come on, man. That's yeah. So it's like, I think we have to be very cautious, not careful, but cautious in the fact that we don't accept that, look, man, sports are back. Shut up. We'll just take whatever you give us. Like, let's let's not do that, okay? Because I don't I don't know that that's for the long term. I don't think that's the best plan because once you open the box of here's your thing, you right. get to control everything in your box, and they go, well, we just want to do it for now. Giving up that kind of power and control normally is not done willingly after the fact. So I just I, I I'm just saying let's be cautious. That's all. What? Just cautious of cautious of the the denial of access that we give up as members of the media so that we can at least have live golf. Okay, so that's that's my so, that's, what, what, that's I, a little okay. bit of my fear and hesitation. So, like, here's a great example this week. And so this we, week there are members at, there are members of the media that are allowed at the tournament this week, yep, right? Yep. But those members of the media will have no access to ask players. So if a guy walks off the 18th hole, and I have a mask on, and I'm and and players are not allowed inside the ropes, and I have a mask on. I am not allowed to start asking that media player. Media is not allowed inside the ropes. Right. Media is not allowed That's inside right. the ropes. But yeah. if I'm outside the ropes, I still am not. There's nowhere on site that I'm allowed to stand six feet away from a player with both of us wearing masks, both of us following all the guidelines of social distancing. There's still no place where I can have a one-on-one conversation with that player. It has to either be done over the phone or through a Zoom meeting. And there's not going to be a scrum at all. There's going to be one person there, like, inside inside the bubble that's yeah. holding the camera doing the Zoom. And all media has to stay inside the media center tent to do these interviews, which I understand it at first because you don't want to push of media there. Like I said, I just want to exercise caution on a few weeks from now when it's time to kind of let those things start loosening those restrictions. Yeah. Do they happen? Or is it like, you know, we found that this actually works a lot better. Well, for who? What is, but what is your biggest, what is your biggest worry? My biggest, my biggest worry of, of letting fans in and letting media cover. Like what's your biggest concern? So I have two concerns with, with fans. And after this, I really want to get the go, get to the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. My my two biggest fears are one with fans, and that is how do you police social distancing 
even if you let 8,000 people in, a 1,000 of them, at least they're going to want to go follow Tiger Woods. And I don't know that there's a way to social distance. It, it's it, it's a 1,000 a people. How do you, when people want to get up against the ropes to watch Tiger putt or hit a tee shot, like, are there going to be a, don't, is don't there, You can't do it. That's what I mean. You can't do it. You so my, because you, you let them know if you're going to enter the lottery and you win that there's a risk, inherent risk of showing up. Here's but, my thing. Yeah. And then my, my other, my other big fear is media access, media access to players and being able to do like the one thing about doing a, a zoom call and a scrum. And not having one-on-one access and that kind of privacy with the player is then it is much easier to make sure that players, caddies can't be as forthcoming with information as they normally be. And that is the relationship of trust that you build up with. Yeah. People. And I agree with you there, but I just think this is just, it's a, it's a, it's a unique it's temporary. Time. I understand. It's very temporary. But it's, I'm also it's one of those easy people to say that, it's temporary. You know what I mean? It's easy to say it's temporary, but you know, let's just let's just say our society, not the tour. I'm not putting this just on the tour. Yeah. But let's just say that our society doesn't have a great track record of giving those things back. I agree. But as we look at it now, as somehow we're in June already, um, we have 330, 340 million people in the United States. We have just over 2 million cases of COVID-19. Yes. And so it's getting to the point now where the numbers and the population are – look, it's, I'm not saying it's not a thing. I'm yes. just saying the math would tell you that there's 2 million cases – and 350 million people, 340 million people. I'll even grant you that there's probably another 800,000 people out there walking around that don't know they have it, I think. Well, of those 340 million people, how many have been tested? Like, that's what you have to put the number Oh, I know. I get it. The number isn't the total population. It's it's tested. Tested relative to positive cases. (laughs) Correct. Not not total. Not total. That's like, hey, man, you made $12 million last year. Yeah, but what did I take home after I... Oh. Get paid like after I paid all the people that I gotta pay, like and including percent. Yeah, million. yeah. So I, yeah, the, when people say golf. I got a million dollars, no, you didn't. Let's talk golf, man, because golf think, is happening. I think you know all of this other stuff is is a little bit much, but whatever. For the golf, what do you? It's a great field. Oh, this uh, is the strongest field this course has ever, ever seen. Ever. Yes. So I just I am. I think you're going to see a little bit of rust, a little bit of rust. Because a lot of these guys have still been able to play down in Florida. Um, McElroy's a Florida guy. He plays down there in Jupiter, Justin Thomas. Um, Kepka's in it. DJ's in it. Both Kepka and DJ have been playing at Floridian. These guys have been able to play golf. But it's amazing how good this field is. Yep. And I can't wait to see some of these guys back in competitive action. So the one thing everybody better remember, John Rahm won after taking six and a half weeks off. Just showed up and won. So rust is definitely relative. Now the beauty of where they are 
is this is not a hit it and go get it course. No, this is shot makers course. Yeah, man, this is Colonial is a it is a monster of a golf course, which and it's not long. No, it's not long, man. It is just Hogan's Alley is right out in front of you. That's why like, guys like Zach Johnson and some of these guys are just Kevin Nas, the, yeah. Kevin Nas, the defending champion. That you want to talk about a guy who's not long at all, but is who is deadly accurate with his irons. And then once his putter got hot, it was like this. This is a this is a second shot golf course similar to Sawgrass. Correct. Similar to Sawgrass, but the rough at this place can be it can be absolutely brutal brutal and you know right now the forecast in in talking to some of the guys that are there uh the forecast for the week is luckily pretty good so but it's texas and we're like you said it's the middle of june in fort worth texas so when they're like someone who lived there for five years man no man yeah Yeah, 10 percent chance of rain is like yo the weatherman hides a lot in the summertime oh yeah it's like (laughs) up here we go pop up (laughs) away thunderstorms um yeah you know and and that's why it's funny because this is probably this is probably the last like a a guy like jordan speed can come out this week and win because he's from the area knows the course he's not long he's a shot maker but um this is one of those courses to start off after a 13-week layoff that you're like man we couldn't go to a place where i could just just send a driver that's wide open with fairway. We got to go here. I got to go. Can we start in Maui? <laughs> yeah. So that's why I find this very interesting because this place can eat you alive if you try to play your typical game. Now, I've yeah. often said that when he's pl- hitting on all cylinders, that Justin Thomas is the best iron player in the world. Mm. He's a dude that could just show up and bomb irons off the tee all day, find his landing spot, and then go iron in and play really, really well at this place. Absolutely. So, and that's the thing. It's going to be like who can make the quickest adjustments to um, getting back out there. Um, and man, let me tell you, like the forecast for the week. It looks very, very fortunate, and the Texas winds don't look horrific. That's the other thing about Colonial is when the winds in Texas start really pumping, it can be, man, it it makes that course even more brutal because there are very few straight holes that are straightforward. And and in a sense, it's similar, even though it's, it's more wide open than where they're going next week at Hilton Head. Um, just because you're in the fairway doesn't necessarily allow you to take a deep breath. Cause if you have a bad angle to where some of the flags are, it is, it can again, be really, really hard to do. And then, and looking at the forecast, how about this? So Thursday, Texas, 93, Friday, Texas, 95, Saturday, Texas, 98 and Sunday of Texas, 97. So I'm saying Texas because. Humidity. Yes, that's that's just straight temperature, not heat index. Dude, feels like it's going to be all over 100 every day. Oh my gosh! Which now, for some guys who have not been training for that, hydration is going to be 
of the utmost importance. And so is diet, which brings us around to, I don't, from what I have surmised and found out, and the tour could change this, but it's like box style lunches. No. Right. So I don't know that well, they can bring their own stuff, yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's one of the things too. But like if you get a real healthy salad, let's say you're gonna get a, a healthy tuna salad, but you gotta throw that thing in a bag at seven o'clock in the morning and it's ninety by ten and you're having lunch at noon, I don't know how awesome that lettuce and tuna is gonna be at the yeah. time. You know what I mean? How much mayonnaise are you willing to do? <laughs> Let's discuss that for a second because <laughs> I am as intrigued as any because if we're being fair, golf is a country club sport. Yep. These a lot yep. of the most of these guys were brought up in the club circuit as kids. So, how do I say this? There's going to be adversity that these guys aren't used to dealing with. And that is going to play into another whole bit of um, uh, challenges. Look, what you're trying to say is sometimes these dudes come from spoiled backgrounds. And sometimes when you're on the PGA Tour, if you've been there for a while, you are spoiled. And you're even more catered. You're more spoiled than the general public knows about. And so what happens when you take those amenities, when you take those amenities that spoiled people get, what happens when you take them away? How do those spoiled people then start acting when it's like, I'm very sorry. It's not been available. Now, one thing that has, this could be a public golf course. They're, they're going to be playing public golf course this week. No, Colonial's Colonial's completely private. No, like it's I country club, did, but I but I I see what you're saying. But right. because of the box lunch and all that. But look, one of the amenities amenities that they didn't think they were going to have this week, they have that I think makes a huge difference. What's and that? that is courtesy cars. Now okay. next week at Hilton Head, there are no courtesy cars. But this week, everybody get a Lexus, right? So it's like. Maybe I'm eating a box lunch, but uh, at least I'm eating a box lunch in my Lexus courtesy car, which makes me feel a little bit better. The other thing that's wild that I I really I didn't put too much into it until I spoke to someone I'm close with on the phone last night who had gotten there. And that is in if you remember that return to golf packet that they sent out. Yes, there were only two. Everything in there was just a strong suggestion, except for two things. Two things where you are not permitted to do this. And that was you're not permitted to go out and eat at a sit down restaurant. And you're not permitted to go out and sit at a bar. So you have to get your food to go. And my friend told me, like, eat didn't really think about that until he got to the hotel. Yeah. And one of his favorite steak places is within walking distance. And where last year he, that person went there four times. Del Frisco's. Oh, the caddy didn't, the caddy didn't remember the name of the, the place itself, but said like that, uh, 
he had went there four times and you know it was like over a hundred bucks a night it was like his his treat for the year and now he doesn't know if he's going to go there at all this week because of it so so what do you think is the biggest challenge that these guys are going to have to deal with and then i want to do a prediction um I think the biggest challenge is going to be for the tour. And I think the biggest challenge is going to be for the tour to not allow the minority backlash, the minority of people. I don't mean color wise. I mean, the minority of people that will be trying to jump on a soapbox and, and like doing a gotcha to the players and caddies when in the heat of battle, they aren't social distancing. So you No, Cause so I'm they're, they're trying to keep away from it. Try to keep you. No, no. Cause here's the thing. Like quite honestly, I, I I'm a hundred percent with Pat Perez. Like you tested negative. Your caddy tested negative. If you're going out there to play, let's go. Let's play. Let's let's play. Like let's play. Like uh, as a caddy, quite honestly, so I did I talked to one caddy and player who were a hundred percent like, you know, we gotta figure this out. We're gonna be social distancing. They came up with a plan, like here's how we're gonna do it. You know, blah blah blah. This and it's all but I also then I asked, I was like, So do you think you're gonna be able to maintain this the whole time? And the dude laughed at me. I was like, There's no chance. There's no chance. Like, this is – it's Mike Tyson. Everybody has a game plan until you get they punched get in punched. the face. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to be social distancing and trying to do the right thing until you make two bogeys in a row and you start running hot and you're near the cut line. And then what? And then it's like, are you going to – and there's no way that I would do this because I don't think it's right. I'm not going to take a player and a caddy to task if they're grinding to make the cut – and they forget that they're not social distancing. I know that there's plenty of people out there that's going to do it. I'm not going to be one of them because personally, it's just too tough right now. And I don't quite honestly, I know this is going to sound horrible. I don't care. I don't care. You don't care what? I, I don't I don't care that they don't social distance. Uh, I don't I, care that they don't. I don't hear. But wait, no, time out. I don't care that they don't social distance and they're not wearing masks. Because both of them had nasal swab and were tested negative before this thing started. And they're quarantined to the best of the ability that the PGA Tour has. Okay. And then in that sense, I'm with you on get off the pot. Like at some point, we're all going to have to take another risk and just go out there. At some point, I'm going to have to get on a plane again. And like if that plane crashes... And I don't have COVID. Is that what they're going to say? Well, at least he didn't get COVID. Like the plane <laughs> still crashed. That still sucks. Like if I get in a car accident, like people are still getting killed in car accidents and they don't ah, have COVID. You're coming over to my side. Water's not, warm. Come on in. <laughs> Let's go. It's, it's not that I'm coming over to your side. No, I think it's, you are. No, I don't think I am. Because I, I still, what, here's what I still want. What I still want is. I still think that there still has to be comprehensive testing done. I still think that there potentially this later on because we're 
because we're opening so much up again, I do think that there is going to be another spike. I do think it's going to come back again and it might come back in bigger numbers than it was before. And I do think it is something dangerous and it's a pandemic and it's something that has to be taken into consideration. But I also, I also believe that we in this country should at least have the right and opportunity that if you're willing to take the risk that you should be allowed to do so. I don't think in doing that, then that also gives you the right to put other people who don't want to take that risk at risk. But, and and that's the difficulty, but you as an individual should be able to do that. And it's right. It is, it is very similar to how I would say how, how smoking is like, if there's one, if you have a building and you like, this is a smoking building, like everybody in this building is smoking. And so if you walk into that building, you know everybody in there smoking. You know what your clothes are going to smell like. You know what potentially could happen, like all of those things. You have the right to not go in that building. You have the right to not have to deal with any of those people. You don't have to. Like if you don't want to, you don't, you don't have to. And I think that should be an option too. So, But that's how I feel about this. I, think, I just think I think – it's easy to say something like that. I think putting it into practice is really, really hard. And we're going to all have to learn from the challenges ahead as we see live golf for the first time in quite some time. 13 weeks. Let's play and let's do predictions now. Okay. I have what I believe is just an absolute filthy DraftKings team. Oh, now, I don't, I'm not, you know, I don't do that, man. I don't, but I so you, you, you go ahead. Yeah, I know you don't. But what I'm going to do is we're going to do like we typically do. I sleeper. want a winner, a sleeper, a sleeper, yep. a, a mid tier, and a horse. Okay. All right. All right. Now, I kind of already gave away my horse. Who's your horse? John, John Rom. Rom. Yeah. Yeah. John Rom. Rom's Rom's a good horse to have, and based on odds, DraftKings odds, they you know obviously it's done by money, yeah, uh, by value. Rom's an expensive buy; he's eleven thousand, so that would qualify him as a horse. Okay. So my horse, based on those qualifications, is Ricky Fowler. Now he's not my he's not my pick to win. Oh, so Rom's my pick to win. Now Rom's your pick to win. Yeah. Okay, so my pick to win, who in this, based on numbers, is a mid-tier guy, is Jordan Spieth. What? I think Spieth's going to win. Really? Yeah. Hey, he's had success at this course before, but man, so you That's think he, he... Yeah, he's all he's been doing is playing Texas golf. He's been spending the 13 weeks playing golf in Texas. Yeah, so, okay, There's so... There's comfort to it. So I got a sleeper dude that nobody's talking about that's a Texas guy too or yeah. has been a Texas guy for a long time that again when no one talks about him like this dude oh, starts let me, showing, let me guess you let already guess. know you already know Texas guy no one talks about him uh let's see there's a couple of Texas Until guys Until when people do start talking about he's not he's not a Texas native Okay hang on but he but he lives in Texas now and no one's talking about him. And yet when people do start talking about him, um, 
it's not necessarily a good thing, but it fires him up. And he Oh, you Patrick Reed? Bruh. That dude's been he's been another dude in Texas getting work done. Okay, so that's a good one. Get that's my sleeper guy. Is like, man, this dude, talk about a guy who's also a ball striker. Yep. Not necessarily crazy long, but long enough, and yet let him get near to get near contention and oh boy. That's a good one. Mm. And that's coming off coming off of such a layoff and stuff like that, it's like yeah. this dude that's been in- getting work in. And if you're the gambling type, that's how you got to look at this tournament. You have to look at it from two two things. One, yep. who has to go through the inconvenience of travel. Yep. Two, who doesn't. And type of player, because I'm telling you, Colonia, I've been there numerous times. It's a course that you should probably know, but it's a course that you can't just show up after playing in Florida during the break. Arizona during the break. You got to you Texas has to be factored in if you're coming off rust. I would agree with that except the forecast isn't for the wind. And so with the humidity and temperature that's going to be there, I'm not afraid to say that a Florida guy is a South Florida guy especially is going to be all right because a South Florida guy is like dealing with that kind of humidity and 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 playing on Bermuda. So those guys, those guys I, I wouldn't take out of the mix. Um, but like I said, so that's my, my sleeper guy is Patrick Reed. My horse, but the guy who I picked to win is, is, is John Rahm. Um, and you said you want like a, you said a mid tier dude. So based, well, based, here's what I'm saying. Like, a horse for me was my horse to win is Ricky Fowler based on the numbers on DraftKings. Like he's expensive. So he's yep. one of the guys. That, so Ricky Fowler, if I'm picking it from the horse to mid tier to sleeper horse, Ricky Fowler to win. Okay. Mid tier, my absolute pick of the tournament, Jordan Spieth. And my sleeper is someone like a Zach Johnson, who we had talked about before. Who's won it? Who gets it? He's not long. Always finds the fairway. So Ricky Jordan Zach for me. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Buck Wild. Who do you like? <laughs> I'm gonna go Buck Wild on this one. Cause I, well, I mean, mid tier because of the world rankings. I don't like. I said I don't. I'm not on DraftKings, so I don't know. Um. But a guy who's won there before, and because of that experience and because of the whole rust factor for everyone else, not being afraid whatsoever. Oh, I can't believe I'm going here, but I, I feel it, man. I feel I, like I, I looked at that list and was like, oh, man. And again, coming in, nobody's saying nothing, but this man's birthday is coming up next week. Enough of the foreplay. Let's go. Phil Mickelson. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My man's, my man's 50th birthday is coming up. Now it's let's, not, see we, let's see if we can get Phil out on DraftKings. Yeah, it's not this weekend, um, but it's coming. It's, I think, uh, next. it's the week that the U.S. Open was supposed to be held, which is next week. So All right, we're going to do a Maddie and Caddy DraftKings entry real quick. 
Okay. Um, here we go. So we're going to go. I'm doing Phil. I'll tell you where he's at. Yep. And I love, like, I've been waiting so long to be able to get back on DraftKings and do this because I, I love it. I love doing the fantasy golf. All right. Friend of the podcast, Pat Perez, automatically gets in our lineup. Of course. Which is another guy, too. Um, Phil's, Phil would qualify. He's only 7,300, so that's cheap. So midterm. Okay. All right. So you want Reed. So we'll put I got, in. I got Rom, Reed, Phil. You know what? Let's throw in SMU kid, lives in Texas, Bryson DeChambeau. Mm. Mm. Hey, he's my pick for the Maddie and the Caddy lineup. Just Okay. All right. That He's all you. Your your tone. All right, so we have two left. Here's what we have in our last. Yeah, because he lives in the Bahamas. Like he's not. He's he got a place in Florida in the Bahamas. And so, the one thing that scares me about like some the, the only I love Bryson to death, but he needs a couple weeks for all his technical stuff to kind of for the feel of being that technical to come completely into place in tournament situations. All right, but so I, I'm okay if you put him in. That's cool. Right, He'll so, probably win just because you did that. So Correct. All right, so we have two spots left. We have Phil, we have Reed, we have Spieth, and oh. we have um, uh, <laughs> Bryce. All right, ready? Yeah. How much can we get Kuchar at? Ooh, Matt Kuchar. Let's look I know. You're welcome. Ball striking, Judy. And makes putts. You know, yeah, he's in. All right, so now, okay. <laughs> How so much now, we got left? All right, we got 8,400 left. All right. That can get us Scheffler, Jason Day, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Oh, we didn't put Spieth in this lineup. Louis Oosthuizen, Jordan Spieth, Sergio Garcia are all in the 8,000s. So we'd have money left over. It means we're bargain shoppers. So you Victor, know. Victor Hovland's there. No, Sergio's been in Texas this whole time, too. But not because you you wanted to go Spieth, man. Yeah, that's my guy. You you got Bryson DeChambeau and Jordan Spieth. All right, so the Maddie and the Caddy DraftKings lineup is the following. DeChambeau, Kucher, Phil, Pat Perez, Patrick Reed, Jordan Spieth. I'm I'm happy with that. When we win, we're gonna buy a Maddie and the Caddy touring bus. We better get a discount too. I'm still in talks with. Let's just let's just say I'm I'm talking to one of the manufacturers about doing that. About Maddie and the Caddy, Maddie and the Caddy, the road trip. Cause look, man, that's the sa- how safe would that be, bro? If we got a bus. We like John Madden. Like we don't have to do no airports and no hotels. No. Like forget it. And they already got the like the tour, the PGA tour already has all the areas where they where you'd be set up. And so like we don't gotta do nothing. Like somebody else is gonna connect the poop stuff and somebody's gonna connect the water stuff. Like all of that is good to go. Like, hell yeah, I'm in. Count me in. And at night we can sit outside and they got an outdoor like area that the outside of the bus has a flat screen, so we can watch baseball if, if baseball ever comes back, basketball, football, you oh, name it. Yeah, we, all uh, of that. So those are our predictions. That's our DraftKings help. I can't wait to recap an actual tournament and none of this pity tournament stuff on a Monday or a Tuesday <laughs> next week. Also, 
Listen, watch for social media for details of something adding the caddy's going to be doing this week. Live. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. So when the podcast comes out, if you listen to the podcast before Thursday, make sure you find out. Um, we will have Thursday from 1230 to one o'clock. Uh, Maddie and the caddy going to be hosting a live show on ESPN social media. It'll definitely be on Twitter and potentially could be on the other like ESPN three and stuff like that. So just check Maddie and the caddy social media and ESPN social media for Maddie and the caddy doing a live golf thing on Thursday to kick things off. Love it. Golf is in the air. Boy. Love it. I cannot wait to yell four, please. All right. Looking forward <laughs> to it. Everyone have a, a safe week and we will talk to you next week with an actual winner of an actual tournament who will be Jordan Spieth on Maddie and the caddy. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.